Welcome to a new edition of the Balateros.org podcast, where we discuss the most recent development around free trade agreements. Special focus on Chile this month. Over the past couple of decades, Chile has been one of the Latin American countries that has the most actively sought free trade agreements. In the last three years, mass mobilizations led to a process to draft a new constitution. Social movements saw it as a chance to stop future free trade agreements and more specifically, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which Chile has signed but not ratified yet. Balateros.org interviewed Lucia Sepulveda, who is the spokesperson of the Chile Better Off Without FTAs platform. The platform was created in 2015 after Wikileaks leaked text of the Trans-Pacific Partnership. It was a broad coalition that integrated indigenous people organizations, social, environmental groups, trade unions, peasant organizations, and some political organizations. They have been fighting free trade agreements since then. Luciat said the current process around the new constitution has been very difficult, that it started with a lot of momentum and good proposals, but gradually lost strength and substance. The debate was about the possibility of giving the last word on free trade agreements through direct democracy. It aimed to establish referendums for the ratification of free trade agreements. The demand of the popular bloc also included the safeguarding of the state's sovereignty to regulate by only signing trade deals whose dispute mechanism relied on tribunals led by arbitrators appointed by the signatory countries themselves. But the pressure to stop these proposals was very high. The initiative was targeted by the mainstream media, the business community, conservatives, and even a part of the current president's left-wing coalition. The European Commission also sent its head of diplomacy to Chile to ensure that the modernization of the Chile-EU agreement would not be put at risk. There was pressure to include in the new constitution clauses identical to the European Union's investment court system for resolving investor-state disputes. Eventually, most proposals from the progressive camps were kicked out, but at the same time they achieved important victories such as the recognition of water as an inalienable commons or the right to freely use and exchange traditional seeds. They also managed to bring FTA discussion in a national debate and raise awareness about these issues nationally. They may have lost the battle, but as I say, their struggle continues. In other news, Bangladesh is set to graduate from least developed country status by 2026, which means it will lose duty-free access in most major markets. Consequently, it is switching to a new set of trade policy guidelines aimed to sign free trade agreements. The government is currently negotiating with a dozen countries around the world and a few regional blocs including ASEAN, Mercosur, the Eurasian Economic Union and the Gulf countries. And it is also considering joining the RCEP, a mega free trade deal encompassing 15 countries in the Asia-Pacific region. In Europe, France has held the six-month presidency of the European Union amid domestic elections, and little progress has been made towards the finalization of trade deals. But now the Czech Republic and then Sweden are set to hold the EU presidency. 
Some EU members have already asked for faster negotiations with New Zealand, Australia, India and Indonesia, while speeding up the implementation of agreements with Chile, Mexico and the Mercosur bloc. The war in Ukraine has also led uh, the EU to push to diversify its supply chains via more free trade deals. In Central America, new Honduran president has announced she wants to revise the Central American free trade agreement with the US to tackle the adverse effects the agreement has had on local agriculture. The government has also repealed zones for employment and economic development, known as ZEDE. These self-governing zones for foreign investors have been criticized for surrendering the country's sovereignty to foreign corporations. Some communities have also been evicted from their ancestral lands. But foreign investors from the US and Canada who are active in these zones are threatening to use arbitration provisions present in the Central American Free Trade Agreement, the US-Honduras Investment Treaty and the Canada-Honduras Free Trade Agreement to challenge these measures and seek large compensation. And in Canada, the dairy supply management system is again under fire. Earlier this year, Bilaterals.org reported that the US challenged the system under the USMCA. Now two US industry groups have called on Washington to retaliate in face of Canada's refusal to budge on the dairy tariffs, prompting the Biden administration to request that a second dispute settlement panel be formed. New Zealand, on the other hand, also challenged Canada's dairy tariffs under the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is the first dispute of its kind under this treaty. And that's it from us. Uh, Further details about these news in the articles listed in the description text. More trade news coming up soon in our next podcast. In the meantime, you can visit balateros.org. I am Nicholas Rue, balateros.org, signing off.